We all love a good story. Harry Potter, Star Wars, The Avengers, Chronicles of Narnia, and Lord of the Rings. I think it is because an epic story connects to us at the core of our being. We long to be part of something bigger. In this episode, we're going to see how all that Paul has been talking to us about in Romans so far fits into the greatest and truest story of all time. I'm thankful that you took time today to pull up a seat. I hope these few minutes together help you follow Jesus better by deepening your relationship with Him and helping you live intentionally for Him every day. Up to this point in Romans, Paul has been unpacking some deep theological truths to help the Jesus followers in Rome try to figure out how to make sense of the Jewish faith system. For the Jews, Paul has explained that works or religion will never be enough to fix the sin problem that we all have. For those outside the Jewish faith system, Paul tells them they don't have to become Jews to follow Jesus. For both the Jew and the Gentile, Paul has been trying to help them see that following Jesus and experiencing his salvation comes through faith alone in who Jesus is and what he did. Also, he argues that Jesus has been the plan from the beginning. In Romans 5, 12-21, Paul compares and contrasts the first Adam, the one in Genesis, to the second Adam, the person of Jesus. Adam and Jesus may be the two most important people in the history of the world. Jesus for sure, but looking at Adam, we get some great insight to ourselves, our sin, our salvation, and Jesus. This comparison and contrast takes us back to the time before the law. Some of you might kick back and say, Jeff, but there was a law in the garden. Don't eat of the tree. It's not the Old Testament law of Moses that Paul's been talking about through these first five chapters of Romans. By bringing in Adam, Paul shows that sin was part of the world before the law was introduced to God's people. The law reveals sin, but it cannot fix the problem of sin. Paul compares Adam and Jesus to help us see our sin and to help us understand the solution to that sin. In Adam... We see that sin is not simply breaking a rule. It is treason. It is idolatry. In Adam, we see our rebellion against God and his ways. We see that we love things and positions and statuses more than we love God. It might be our independence or our desire to be in control, but we all sin, and we have seen that sin messes up everything. Adam had a negative impact on humanity. Because of Adam, humanity experiences death and disobedience. They experience consequences and condemnation. Now let's look at the second Adam. Let's look at Jesus. Paul shows the positive impact that Jesus had on humanity. We've been drilling on this in the past several episodes, but let's look at what Paul says here in Romans 5, 12-21. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, 
much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in the life in life through the one man Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For as by the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All right, that's got a lot of stuff. From this, we see that Jesus is greater than Adam. Where, where Adam was disobedient, Jesus was completely obedient. Where Adam and his choices bring slavery to sin, Jesus rescues us from sin. Where Adam makes guilt, Jesus declares justified and righteous. Where Adam separates from God, Jesus restores us to a right relationship with God. Where Adam brought death, Jesus brings life. Jesus is available to all. All we have to do is trust that Jesus is greater than Adam. Jesus is greater than our sin. Tim Keller sums all this up for us in his book on Romans 1-7 through for you. This is what it says. Jesus' achievement was not simply to remove the penalty for our disobedience. Wonderful though that is, it was to obey for us as our representative head throughout his life and supremely in his death. While Adam was told he would enjoy blessing if he obeyed God and yet chose to disobey, go back and look at Genesis 2, 15 through 6, 17, and then chapter 3, 6, and 7, the second Adam knew he would face agony and death if he obeyed. And yet Jesus resolutely walked in obedience to his Father. When we read of Jesus' continual loving obedience in the Gospels, it is a matter of life and death to us. Because that obedience is our obedience if we are in Christ instead of Adam. Now then, how do we tie all this back to the grand narrative of the Bible? The Bible can be told along in one of the great storylines of literature. Romance. Two people fall in love. Conflict enters the relationship then there's some resolution, and then they live happily ever after. A good action film. Good and bad forces in opposition. Bad side gets the upper hand. Good guys put the smack down in the end, and peace rules the planet or the universe. The Bible, God created this awesome place. Man rebelled, messing up this place. Messing up the relationship with God, messing up the relationship with others. But... God rescues man from sin and restores the relationship between him and man by sending his one and only son Jesus to die on the cross. So if you listened, so have you listened to the grand narrative of scripture 
And have you put your faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ? If you have questions or just want to talk about it, let me know by texting me at 205-807-8645. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Pull Up a Seat. If you've not yet subscribed, do that now so you can get content as soon as it comes out. Also, please help us get the word out by sharing on social media and inviting others to pull up a seat. Until next time, grow in your relationship with Jesus and find one way to live intentionally for Him. See you next time when we pull up a seat.